Hey y'all, it's Lindsay, and I'm so excited for you to listen to episode eight of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. Once again, some guy in Austin is with me to recap the season finale of The Bachelorette, and we discuss in length Peter, his heartbreak, and how I'm sort of excited that he might be the new bachelor because Rachel left him or ditched him or didn't choose him. And I refuse to believe that she chose Brian. I think it was a default, but we'll get into that in the show. We are also going to discuss Rachel's decision to wear a bathing suit cover-up as a dress and how Brian feels after watching Rachel dry heave over leaving another man. Dry heave enough to lose her eyelashes, y'all. That's big time. I hope you like the show. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's the season finale of The Bachelorette Rachel. I'm here with some guy in Austin. We both watched all three hours of the show last night. And I'm going to ask you some guy in one word, describe last night's show in your opinion. Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways that, we can take that. Unfortunate. That also, uh, also accurately describes my emotional state. Um, <laughs> so you mean unfortunate that we had to sit there for that long, like we were in a timeshare demonstration or being Let's held hostage? Let's see, the hostage. Super Bowl is not even three hours long. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was painful. I just, the whole, and you know, this, um, as you said, during the mental all, you know, it just makes you sort of tense and uncomfortable when they have those moments on the couch with Harrison. Yes. And I can't think of anything less interesting than finding out the logic behind some of these. I I just want to watch the show Mm -hmm. and, and be entertained. I don't want to break it down. And so those particular episodes are really hard for me to watch. And last night I thought the format was a little weird and they focused a little more on the on the couch stuff. Right. Rachel does color commentary the entire time with Chris Harrison. So that's the first time he made it a big deal about how that's the first time the bachelor, the bachelorette is sitting with him and we're going to watch with her live. And that should have given us a clue that things weren't going to go well, but you have been a fan of Brian from the very beginning. And spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it, Brian is the one who is left standing at the end. I refuse to call him a winner. And I also refuse to say that Rachel chose him. I personally think Brian was there by default. But you were a fan of Brian since the beginning. So were you happy with this outcome? Or were you thinking things were a little bit different after you saw the whole Peter issue? Well, first of all, let's define fan. Um, I think I had picked him to win. Fan would imply that I have some sort of affinity toward whatever talent he has, um, Uh, which is inaccurate. But it is true that I did believe he would win. And I think what did it for me, at least what solidified that pick in my mind, was the watch. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, I I also will tell you that uh, I broke out. I have this little watch case thing, you know, and I tend to wear the one that I like the most, but I, I did break out my Breitling that I haven't worn in a long time. And it happens to be the same model that, uh, he was 
given or excuse me purchased from by <laughs> Rachel for him. Although the band is different, so I so can you are confirm. a fan. Well, you're dressing like Brian is what you're saying. I don't saying. think I'll ever wear it again, <laughs> ever. Um, but regardless, that was the big tell for me. Um, but to your point, I I guess I kind of felt like she was more into him than anybody else. Mm. It's all season, and she pretty much made that apparent. Yeah, I guess. Remember so. the, the the babe? She called him babe or something. What were you saying a she few weeks did. ago? Yes, she called him babe, and he called her babe. And you also thought it was a big tell too that she introduced him to her friends and didn't introduce Eric or Peter to her friends. You thought that was a big tell too, but I can't help but going back to the second hour where she is weeping and uncontrollable and whatever that was. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I want to go a little bit in chronological order just because I sort of forgot about Eric. I thought he had already been <laughs> kicked off. That was that terrible. About, well, there that you was have terrible. it. That was terrible. But we started off with Peter's fantasy date ending because, as you may recall, last week they cut it off right in the middle of him saying, yeah, I don't want to propose, and her saying, yeah, I want a proposal. So we kind of finished that, and it wasn't as dramatic as they made it believe. And then they do the whole fantasy th- suite thing. What did you think about that room? It was like an Airbnb room from some old lady in Spain. It was so <laughs> tiny. It was just a bed. I guess that's all they would want. But it was just well, a little bed. They have to offset the budget for the Breitling watch. <laughs> uh, you know, the bottom line's the bottom line, apparently. <laughs> that's very true. I mean, they were making all the bachelors shack up in Dallas. Yeah, and listen, and it's like my 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 parents used to tell me when I would beg for it, you know, an extra thirty minutes on my curfew is, you know, anything you can do before midnight, you can do before eleven mm-hmm. thirty, mm-hmm. and it's the same principle. Anything you can do in that <laughs> room, you can also do in the the rose filled, you know, candelabra filled room. Oh, so <laughs> with bad. less danger of a fire. <laughs> I could just imagine this little old lady in Spain with her paella and going, here you go, gracias. And she's scraping wax off her tile floors for the next six months. (laughs) And God knows what else. (laughs) So anyway, they do that next morning. It's fine. And then I'm thinking, okay, we're going to get to, you know, who's she going to pick? Well, darn it. I forgot that Brian hadn't had his fantasy date either so they go horseback another riding. tell by the way yeah another tell. <laughs> they go horseback riding and then sit in that outdoor furniture underneath the gazebo and all he keeps saying is she seems distracted she seems distracted and all she keeps saying is peter got in my head i'm now overthinking things and he kind of calls her out on it but not really. He basically says, you're being weird, but who cares? I'm in this. Let's be honest. She was probably recovering from the fantasy suite dates. Mm. And, uh, you know, so <laughs> that would be semi-distracting as well. Horrible. Horrible. Terrible. Anyway, so they go back and forth this whole entire time. We see the date, and then they cut back to studio. And he said, what did you think about that, Rachel? And then we see the date, and he cuts back to the studio. 
Then all of a sudden we're at a rose ceremony, and that's when I was like, oh, yeah, Eric's still around. And bless his heart, he's thinking, I've got this. And she gives the first rose to Brian immediately. Wait, let me pause for a second. What was she wearing? Is that a thing now, the see-through swimsuit cover-up, basically, with the leotard? I had that leotard in high school, and I shouldn't know that, but I saw her leotard underneath her gossamer flowy gown with there's, weird <laughs> mosaic sleeves broken There's got to be some mm. sort of new politically appropriate seasonal term for that, you know? Like, right. um you like my wife likes she likes repurposed things, exactly. which we used to call that trash. <laughs> so I'm not I don't believe it would be referred to as a leotard. <laughs> it's a swimsuit so leotard. It's got some fancy name. It's unfortunate. It's so sad. And it and and it was shocking too because they kind of do this pan up. Anyway, she kind of flows in after walking through the vineyards picking grapes and immediately gives a rose to Brian and then stares Peter in the face and says something along the lines of, I, I thought long and hard about this. I'm following my heart. I want a proposal at the end. Here you go, Peter. And poor Eric is sent I, home. I, look, I think ultimately that's the right decision for the wrong reason with Peter. I think he is commitment phobic and I don't think he ever would have quote gotten there with her. You know, it's either got to happen or it doesn't. So she probably dodged a bullet, but I thought her logic was completely flawed. I mean, just actually drawing a line saying under no circumstance will I leave here without an engagement ring, I think is a mistake. I agree. And I also think that saying after he has confessed to her on multiple occasions now, yeah, I'm not comfortable with proposing at this point. I think it's... How many different ways could he (laughs) say that? (laughs) I know. He has said it multiple times, multiple ways, yet here we are gearing up for the final two, and she gives him one of the roses. I think Peter's probably thinking, well... This is a gesture she's willing to compromise, maybe. I have no idea if he thought that, but I certainly would have gone there, even though she did She did disclaim it by saying, yeah, I want a ring at the end of this. And he's like, well, no, duh. You've been saying that the whole time, too. So I know that. Yeah, so, I heard you. I heard you the first <laughs> yeah, eight hundred times. times. Yeah. You know what I wanted? A watch. <laughs> you know who got that? Brian. <laughs> You know what I wanted? A room with bigger square footage. Right. You know who got that, Brian? I didn't want to have to step over my bag of sweaters every time I went to the bathroom. <laughs> By the way, the green sweater, come on. Horrible. Did you notice? Did you notice he was wearing the onesie underneath it? <laughs> you know, yeah, I probably blocked that out. The unsnapped onesie. <laughs> Okay, so then... That would be... Well, look, to be fair, that would, might be efficient in the fantasy suite. I mean, that's... Wow. Wow. <laughs> so then they switch things up, and Brian goes on the first final date, and they go up in a hot air balloon and come back down, and it's over. <laughs> he basically says... I want to marry you. And she says, okay. And that's all the time Brian gets. Then we get into 
the Peter situation where they go to a monastery and talk to a monk about marriage. Of course they do. And then they get to, they're on this wall and he's talking about the future and he's saying things like, I see us going to football games and to the farmer's market. What's more committed than a bushel of organic kale? Come on, Rachel. And she's saying, yeah, but to me that's the same. Why can't I just have a ring on it? And he's saying the exact opposite. I get you. Why do you have to have a ring? So again, they're at this weird stalemate. And it goes on into the evening where she basically tells him, I have to have a ring. And he yep. says, I am committed to you. I, I don't want this to end. But I cannot see me putting a ring on your finger tomorrow. And he kept saying over and over again, which I think is the, is the, the key here. He kept saying, I can't see me doing that in 24 hours. I can't see me doing that tomorrow. And she just doesn't understand what the big deal is, why. And his whole thing, I just want to propose one time. And she's going, yeah, to me. And he's saying, well, I've known you six weeks and we've been on four dates and you were also dating 23 other people and Demario, you just, you just slept with two guys like a week right, ago, <laughs> right? He's, you know, let's give this some some room to breathe, and and she says, well, then you know, it's not going to work out, and we're going to have to end things, and so then he says, yeah. okay, well, I don't want to end things, so I will sacrifice, and she says, no, I want you to want to propose, and so then he kind of throws up his hands and says, okay, I can't I can't win. Yeah, that I mean, she didn't come across as like your, and I don't mean to offend any uh, feminine people in the audience here, but you know, that's like crazy stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like she she didn't really, the position she took was you're either going to put a ring on my finger or we're breaking up, and so I think he she eventually beat him down enough to say, mm-hmm. all right, fine, and then well, no, that's not the way I want. It. I want you to want to do it, and. I say this all the time on my, and of course it's been a long time since I've done it, but on my Ask Dennis Anything deal, um, you can't make somebody feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand how he could be that honest for that period of time. And not only did she ignore it, but then she tried to change it. And when he finally surrendered to it, she slammed the door again. Right. It, it was frustrating to watch. So, Look, he, and he was, for, to be fair to her, that was a frustrating position to put her into. He, she clearly wasn't getting, you know, the, the response she wanted. And at some point she's beating her head up against the wall and he was being obstinate. Um, but I'll give him credit for sticking to his guns. Yeah. Afterwards, there is a lot of emotion on both of their parts. The girl cries her eyelashes off and they have this terrible, um, angsty, hard, crying he takes his shirt off and is wiping his eyes and she doesn't want to go and they have this passionate kiss and she says I love you and he says I love you and she won't get into the elevator and it's clearly hard on both of them so in my question to you is with all of that information just there not what we see in the studio but if you have that whole entire decision where he's standing firm she's standing firm and then she's leaving did you think that she had true, legitimate, real feelings for Peter based on her reaction of the Do I breakup? think she loved him? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's impossible not to grow emotionally attached in that situation if, if there's chemistry, and obviously there was. But uh, look, it's like I said, I think she made the right decision for the wrong reason. I don't think he ever would have, quote, gotten there. He, I think he was probably somewhat emotionally unavailable or she she just wasn't the girl for him. And I think that his feelings were enough to where he would have continued to date her. But this is the same guy that, quote, abandoned his ex-girlfriend on the corner <laughs> and drove away while looking at her in the rearview mirror. Mm. So I think, you know, like I said, right decision, wrong reason. Uh, what's your take on it? That, like, here here's the problem I had with the whole thing. It just seems that if you're going to sign up, you, you sort of know what to expect at this point. What are we on season 21 or something like that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's got, it's impossible to ignore. And it's not like he was, you know, his sister signed him up and he just showed up and said, Oh, it's Rachel. There was obviously a conscious choice. Not only that, I'm sure they go through some sort of vetting these days with sure. their internet, you know, all that. So why get to that point and then just stop? Yeah. That is the that is the flip side of it. And I did write about that in my recap today, how you can say, oh, Peter is, you know, he he actually fell in love and he was wanting to do the right thing. And that's what was in his heart. And he did love her, but he just wasn't ready to get married. And nothing should be wrong with that because it's only been six weeks. Well, the flip of that is exactly what you just said. Yeah, but it's a show that's been on since 2003. And we all know that you're supposed to get down on one knee at the end with your Neil Lane diamond and pop the question. That's just a given. And we all know it doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> so what's the problem? <laughs> but that's but that's Peter's point. He wants it to mean something. And I I I I think well, that he go to the bookstore where where was it where's it the oh, excuse me, the museum the or museum whatever. Museum and pick yeah. up your lady. <laughs> exactly. My question to you is she keeps bringing this up. I want a proposal. I want a proposal. I want a proposal. He's steadfast. She's saying, "Well, that's terrible. She brings it up again. She brings it up again. She brings it up again. And finally he's saying, okay, I'll sacrifice. Well, I don't want you to do it for me. If she didn't like him, like him, why did she keep bringing this up all the time? She could have to cut win. him and let him go. To win. Well, of course to win, but her, so, so you're saying that she, in her mind, she liked Peter. Peter didn't do what she wants. So she's just settling for Brian. No, I, I think she probably was indifferent when it came to her feelings for each one. I don't mean that she didn't care about either one, but I think whichever one she ended up with would have been fine with her. That, yeah. That's my honest answer. And then th the other thing about, you know, I, I just know the stereotype, you know, people you go to law school with and people that end up going to law school are by their very nature, hyper competitive and certain people are more competitive than others. And I, that's the sense I got during that conversation was she wasn't going to take no for an answer because it was somehow an admission of defeat on her part. She yeah. couldn't turn it. And I think that, that she would have been just as satisfied. Now, granted, she might've still said his home, right. you know, if, if, if he would have said, okay, fine, I love you. I'm going to, you know, she, she still might've made the same decision, but honestly, at that point, I think like you said, she cried her eyelashes off. I don't think that was fake. I think right. that she cared for both of them. Look, I think she's in for the same sort of conversation when the, hey, uh, when are you going to move away from your mom in Miami and come to Dallas conversation mm -hmm. happens with Brian. I mean, well, that brings me to my next point. If you are Brian, put yourself in his shoes 
and you are watching what just happened with Peter, do you have a moment you're, where you're thinking, hey, wait a minute, this was no. very hard for her. Well, I think Brian's mom is thinking that for sure. Well, Brian's mom's just upset because she didn't get a Neil Lane ring from Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Brian ends up hiking up the mountain like um, what's know, his just, name the symbolism did? is so like Roberto so... did with Allie that time where he's yeah. sweating bullets by the time he gets up there. Poor Brian is winded and then you can't hear anything because of the gale force winds that were going on up there. By the end of it, by the end of Peter's debacle and all of that, I, it just all fell flat to me. Especially Agreed. when they become when they come back to the studio. I will I will also say that I thought for a hot second they were tricking us. And Peter ended up coming the rose ceremony day and saying, I changed my mind, this is for you. I thought they were tricking us and they he comes out on stage. She is ice cold to him and throws all sorts of shade and that bothered me at the beginning because he looks equally as shocked and weirded out that she's acting the way she is but then it just dawned on me well she has to act that way she has to be defensive because her fiance is on the other side of that wall and all of America is looking at her saying what did you just do you seemed very emotional just then so I feel like there's going to be a lot of talk of how this season was edited, and she immediately said something along the lines of, yeah, there was a lot of deeply rooted stuff that I just couldn't get over that we talked about in Geneva. And I think that that's going to be a lot of what she's going to be saying, defending her actions in the next couple of days and hours when she goes on these talk show circuits. It's impossible to, I think, to get a bad edit I mean, unless you're, and by the way, congratulations to Juan Pablo. Um, <laughs> I mean, why even bring that up? I anyway, don't like, know. And did you see like everyone in the audience, it was like this smattering no, of yeah, four people clapped. Yeah, I was like, we have to. Oh, I feel so badly that, you know, this social norm requires me to applaud this jackass's pending you know, pending nuptials, <laughs> no, whatever. But, nobody cares, but, uh, just like Brian's proposal. As, right. Aside from Juan Pablo, who is just the biggest, you know, it was impossible to portray him as anything but what he was. But you're never going to get a bad edit on The Bachelorette. And I think, you know, as as a man watching that, if I was dating someone and there were those very subtle, you know, but, but those sort of refusal to compromise, the uh, continued you'll be rating him over the head with, you know, why aren't you going to propose? Why aren't you going to propose? Those are red flags. And I think that the way she acted on the couch, uh, how, you know, like you said, you characterize it as defensive or whatever. I think those are true colors. I don't think she's a bad person. I think she's, she's got limits Mm -hmm. emotionally too. And, you know, to be fair, the guy she's engaged to sitting backstage in the green room, you're watching the whole thing or whatever. So it's, it's, it's an awkward deal, but I still think, you know, she's she's uh, she's the result of her own imperfections as well. And she made mistakes during the season. Like you said, if she truly felt that way about the engagement ring and had been told umpteen times it ain't going to happen, then she should have just sent him home. Mm-hmm. And and she did bring up the fact that he said in a in a moment of frustration and and anger and hurt, he said, 
if, you know, are you willing, do you love me? And, you know, do you want me at the end of this? And she says, I can't answer that. And then later on, he's saying, you're going to settle for mediocrity, mediocrity. You're going to choose a ring instead of happiness. And she... Valid question. She she put that back in his face whenever she saw him live and said, my life isn't mediocre. I'm really happy right now. And he just looked hurt to me. And Harrison saw it, and he pointed it out and said, you look angry, Peter. What's going on? <laughs> and Peter was, was cool enough to say and mature enough to say, yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. It's fine. But probably what Peter's going through is the last time he saw this woman... She doesn't want to leave him and is crying and, and so upset and kisses him passionately and then gets in an elevator and walks away. And he has to be thinking, wow, you've gone from that to that. And ABC did have some serious editing because, as we both said, the show fell flat after Peter was gone. It just fell flat. Neil Lane was on the screen for 30 seconds. The he, I mean, he usually gets a it's big thing. That's all he needs. Yes, the proposal lasted two minutes. I mean, I know the hurricane was coming or whatever, but the proposal lasts for two minutes. So Brian even gets this weird cut where we don't even know. Now, she said this whole time, he's too good to be true. He's exactly what I go after. I feel like he's too perfect and all of that. She did say that over and over again throughout the season. But there's not even a moment where we see her getting geared up and excited that Brian is the guy she's ending up with. And that's, I think Peter was just sort of shell-shocked by all of that. And then you could tell he was really upset because he even stands up. You know, we're live. I'm using air quotes. He even stands up to walk off the stage and Harrison's like, whoa, whoa, let (laughs) me, let me pitch it to the commercial real quick. So (laughs) I just think it's, I think it's. It's like the ice is melting my drink backstage. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get another finger? Another yeah, finger it's of whiskey, please. <laughs> it's cold in here. I'd like to put a sweater on, please. <laughs> when Brian proposed and then she offers him when then he sucked her face again in right. Spanish. <laughs> and uh, then she gives him the rose and uh, one of my pet peeves, I a thousand percent accept. Oh, me too. It's just it's impossible. Statistically impossible, dude. He a thousand percent did twice. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. So then he also proposed to her again when he comes out. He seems totally cool. Uh, I feel like her face was a little bit plastic. The smile was a little bit plastic. But he seems totally cool whenever he comes out. He proposes again, which I hid behind a cushion when he did that. I don't know. That weirded me out. And then Harrison asks a very good question to Rachel. He says, when did you know it was Brian? And she said, in Dallas, when she was defending him to her parents. Do you think that's a red flag? What's a red flag? Defending you having to defend the guy that yeah. you think you want to um, mm, maybe, I don't maybe know. not. No, maybe, maybe not. I think, you know, ultimately you got to make a decision that's best for you. But I also think one of the reasons you get defensive is because sometimes you know you're being told the truth that you don't yeah. want to hear. Yeah. So in that context, yeah, I mean, they thought he was a jackass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I also think, but it seems to me that her family, um, the expectations seemed run a little high, even though they, you know, met him in their fake house, apparently. Um, right. <laughs> Another thing that Harrison asked them was, 
where when's the wedding and she generically said oh I want a winter wedding but not this winter and we're just going to take our time and figure things out and take it slow and just live normal life and I'm sure Peter was back there just banging his head on the wall going yeah that's what I said what exactly I don't understand I have two words for you and I want you to let them sink in and then and then then tell me what your reaction is Mm -hmm. Andy and Josh Oh my gosh, I thought the exact same thing. I am not kidding you. It is on my piece of paper right here. Who does the who do these two remind you of? Oh my gosh, I thought the exact same thing. Yep. He's like Josh, except he's ten years older. Right. (laughs) With a Breitling watch. Let's be fair, he is a chiropractic physician. Physician, yes. So (laughs) I feel sorry for Everybody involved. That's how I ended the night. It was very flat. For the first time, I didn't try to convince myself that this was going to work out. I always do. I always root for the love story. But I felt very sad for Eric, who I thought looked great and presented himself well in a very mature way, said very gracious things. I'm quite sure his hat is in the ring for the next Bachelor. But I did feel sorry for him because I truly believe his heart was broken and I felt bad for Peter of course I felt bad for Brian thinking yeah I didn't know that she liked him that much and I feel bad for Rachel because all she's going to be doing is defending herself for the you know foreseeable future until he dumps her right and that was my next question how long do you think this will last I think he's going to hang on as long as he can yeah and and because I think there's a certain as you have stated in the past there's a certain slimeball element to him Right. Um, but she'll she'll get tired of it. And then I, I honestly think the mother is going to get in the way. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, but, can you imagine that conversation? Hey, Rachel and I have just recently gotten engaged. And uh, by the way, we've decided that I'm moving to Dallas. Right. <laughs> well, see, that was another <laughs> thing, too, because Harrison said, Harrison said, are y'all going to where are y'all going to live? And, you know, of course, Miami and Dallas. But then L.A. was thrown in there. Well, and of so course. I thought, oh, they're going to be they're going to be. Hollywood couple because what, you know, what about her job? What about her I, job? <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be a social media maven, and we all know I'm it. So sorry for all of her clients. I know they've left in the lurch, mm-hmm. but you know, JoJo and what's his name, Fake Gosling, are still together. No. That's Caitlin and fake Gosling are still together. JoJo married fake Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> JoJo and fake Aaron <laughs> Rodgers are still together. And Caitlin and fake Gosling are still together. That's pretty good. Supposedly, Vanessa and Nick are still together, although I don't buy it. I think they're playing it up for social media. But, you know, those have lasted a year and two years, and we'll see. We shall see. I think that um, the biggest question that everybody left – at the end of the night, the biggest question was, you know, who's going to be the next Bachelor? And as we said last week, we learned that they're not going to even decide that until after Paradise. Did you watch the promo for Bachelor in Paradise that was at the very end? I did. Oh, my gosh. I'm already um, ooged out, and I'm I'm getting hives right now just well, thinking about it. Did you see the uh, – there was an article today I almost sent you, except, you know, my real job was keeping me busy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they apparent, the, the Corinne and DeMario thing, apparently there's some, some footage about that. You know, obviously there was a teaser, but, um, you know, they're, they're basically going to 
run the whole thing from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, I saw that and I saw, um, I didn't know that Dam Daniel was back in his Canadian man panties. I had no idea he <laughs> was on there. And the twins. What, what else has that guy got going on? Nothing. Really? I mean, yeah. really, nothing. It's just weird who they choose to bring back second for second and third times. Like that Amanda girl who ended up with Josh, she's back. Yeah. You and know, she apparently left the she children making, with somebody. Conti- yeah. Yeah, continuing to make out. She's probably just they're probably in the laundry room with a bag of food. <laughs> <laughs> and their gladiator sandals. That's right. Oh That's right. man. <laughs> it's just if you if you had to pick right now, some guy in Austin, if you had to pick right now from the cast, who would you choose as the next bachelor? Who would you like to see and who would you enjoy watching? I know none of us enjoy watching anything, but let's pretend to suspend reality for a minute. I think you know, Eric kind of rallied, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think he made a good appearance on the, uh, on the, after the thing, he seemed to have a, what do they call it? The, after the rose or whatever right. was that, but he, he seemed to have a positive attitude. He had uh, more hair and a beard, which I thought was, you know, you got to change up the look like Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's so, yeah, dynamic I mean, he made... enough to be the next bachelor? No, not really. But I think, you know, with some bachelor, pre-bachelor training, he could, you know, probably do well. Um, he's a good looking guy, you know, and I, mm-hmm. like I said, he was way, way too serious and brooding in the first half of the season, but the last couple episodes, he seemed to show some personality. So I don't know. Let me he's ask definitely, you, let me ask well, you this. Do you think Peter, now that we all know that he's not one to put a ring on it, do you think that ABC will dismiss him as a candidate because they know he's not going to propose possibly? Well, okay, so that issue would have to be addressed, obviously. But do you think he'd even say yes at this point? He seemed a little. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you know how they'd spin it, though. He was heartbroken oh, by Rachel he in our hurt. first season. <laughs> oh, he was hurt and doesn't trust the system. But That's we right. got him back, and he doesn't have to propose if he doesn't want to. But he'll end up proposing and you know give Rachel the bird or something. I don't know. It's it's. I got a little bit excited last night thinking, oh, she didn't pick Peter, who, for the record, I had in my bracket as the winner, and I had Brian as the runner-up. I don't know. I, I For a moment last night, I got excited thinking, oh, yay, that means Peter can be the bachelor maybe. But then I thought you, the exact same thing you did. Like, I don't know if he wants to do that particularly. I follow him on Instagram, and he seems really excited about his CrossFit gym. So, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and then Dean, there's always Dean. That's called that's called moving on. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, Dean, on the other hand, is on Bachelor in Paradise, and he, if he ends up being a complete and total jack wagon on Bachelor in Paradise, nobody's won't will want to get behind him as the bachelor. If you could pick anybody living or dead to be the bachelor, who would you pick? <laughs> living or dead? Uh-huh. Wow. Um, Mel Torme came to mind, but he's no. a little old. I set this up for you as a softball, sir. Uh, who was this? What's the, what's the answer? Elvis? Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see him be the Elvis bachelor. would not be no. Elvis would not be a good bachelor. No. Why? I I don't know. I just I. He no, likes that, young girls with eyelashes. Don't insult Elvis. <laughs> um, you know, who I think would be good Harrison. 
I'm telling you, oh, I would sign up for that in a he heartbeat. Like re- read it. He could write his write his own, uh, you know, fantasy suite card. He could with that <laughs> Love girly <me>. handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear Chris, welcome you to Paradise. To fork, uh, yeah, we're here for four. Go to the fantasy suite. Signed pocket. me. <laughs> Harrison would be a great bachelor. Hey, and, uh, look, I know you're going to take offense to this, but man, what's up with the shark skin suits lately? That's like his second one. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, it was a little shark skinny for me. He looked like he ought to be, you know, playing piano at, uh, you know, Shenanigans Lounge <laughs> and <laughs> off the 105 over there in LA or something. Bite your tongue. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh my gosh, can you imagine Harrison as the next Bachelor? Ugh, let's make it happen, ABC. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you want to read the full recap of The Bachelorette, you can find it on IHateGreenBeans.com. And please check us out on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay, and he's at some guy in Austin. Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Ray. Until we are together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. <laughs>